So, hey everyone, this is the first season of Stop Boosting. So, we had other seasons beforehand where we were, do, we were doing stuff with friends, but this is the, the new improved Stop Boosting. So, first we're going to start, start about why we started this podcast and what we see for ourselves in the future. So, my name is Kana, and my co-host is Ahmed, and we are going to be talking about why we started this podcast. So, Ahmed, why did you want to start this podcast? Or how do we even get to know each other first? Which, which question, bro? Which question? Like, <laughs> okay. First, let's get let's start with the question, how we know each other and how we got to this point. All right, man. So, we've known each other since probably, like, grade one or, like, grade one of those grades, grade one to six, somewhere along the line we met. And now we are graduated university, so it's been more than... It's actually been 20 years probably since we started primary school or like after kindergarten. That's about 20 years. Yeah, I would agree with that. Since, yeah, so it's possible. Because we're 24 now, so like... We, we know each other for almost 20 years. That's pretty much it. That's a long time for people that don't know that. Like 20 mm-hmm. years to still have a good friend. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone knows how long 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So what we want from this... Yeah. So what I want from this is just an opportunity to like develop myself, get better at communicating with people and meet new people. And then if anything, hopefully build what I would consider my brand and what I consider like something, this is basically to add to my, to my skill set and like to what I'm capable of and what I'm involved in. And I just thought that podcasts right now are blowing up. So well, for the past year or two, so I thought it'd be a good idea to start one just to get a part of something that's growing. So the next time something starts popping, we'll get we can get on that too instead of always sitting back and watching things come and go. Instead of always missing every opportunity to finally be a part of something that's growing. And every time we got guests in our first seasons, we didn't have multiple seasons. I don't know. I think you said you had multiple. We had one. It was just like a practice season, and it went good every time we got a guest. It was just interesting when we got to know more about them. Sometimes more than they would even tell us. Like just hanging out normally because it's just out of context. But when we're sitting down and we're sort of doing our interview style podcast or just a you know conversation type yeah, podcast, yeah. we got all that more information out of them and it was kind of cool. And it, I think it just helps everybody who's involved. I agree with you on that. And I, yeah, well, our first season, first season, well, unofficial first season was about learning how to learning about our guests, learning how we wanted to host. I felt like and learning how to fix the stuff that wasn't going so well like audio we didn't really have a flow going at that first season i feel like this time we're gonna have a better flow going throughout the season and while i did it i agree with Ahmed is to get more more skill sets i also believe i want to create a brand i want to create a marketing brand so this is going to try to help me market myself and market others so if you're out there and you need to be marketed yo hit me up i'm i got you all right and i'm trying to develop myself so like right now Okay. I decided to take a sales job, right? To further my success. So yeah. hopefully that sales job I can learn how to further communicate and better interpret what people say. And this podcast is supposed to help me do that as well. Help me develop a brand, interpret what people say through having other guests on, listening to them and learning from them. At the same time as them learning from me. Yeah, man. So were you like you, you took that sales job? You have to, like, it doesn't matter who you are, when you start sales, it's hard. And to not get any sales, like, I I don't know if we want to get personal or anything, but I, 
I, the way it's going for you right now is how I said it was going to go for you. And you set goals, right? And I told you they're they're completely unrealistic, but you it's it's cool that you're super ambitious. So I think what you're learning now is what I learned. I started I did sales for four years in like marketing. When I started, I used like I was super uncomfortable in the situations that I was in, but I still tried and I would fail so often that I thought it wasn't for me. But maybe six months in, I was a completely different person that I was able to make sales that I didn't think I'd ever be able to, and start conversations that I wouldn't have been able to start start before with random people for whatever it was. So you want to say something? And I agree with you. Like he, Ahmed was right. He did say sales gonna be the bitch. I did expect. I did. <laughs> Um, screw up a bit in my first week, two weeks, because I went in with the mindset like I'm gonna kill it, but like I should have went in with mindset to learn. And then after my first two, three days working with a coworker, I realized that yes, I need reality. to start figuring reality sets in that like I'm like I'm just giving me the words that I'm misplacing right now. And it, I realized, yo, I really need to learn, really need to grind because I didn't have six months to learn this. I only get four weeks to learn it, and otherwise I get cut. Yeah. Cause they're gonna cut it. Oh, bro, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Anyone that's listening, I'm sorry for that. Yeah, I'm just trying to make the jokes in this right now, right? So, but yeah, and also through the season. Inside joke. One day you understand. For now, let's just leave it at that, right? But what was it? What was I gonna say? Um, continue, through the first season, I wanna grow. I wanna talk about success. I wanna talk about real stuff, real facts. Because in the past, they, I'll, always, I'll always be boosting. If you know what boosting is, it's a Scarborough sign for people who always lie or don't spit facts. So this this podcast is about us spitting facts. And if you catch us boosting, you call it out in the comment section, right? And then maybe one day we'll have a giveaway for the person who calls us out the most. Right. If we're spitting on facts, right? But know, Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> But right now, remember why we, yeah, remember but why it's why. just to grow, it's to get better and to build so our ourselves. Goal, our goal is to bring guests that are successful, right? And, or in our, in our eyes are successful and to sort of get their idea of how they got to where they got to. And, uh, or even if it's just friends that are really good at certain things, we can just bring them on and help them, like, you know, lead a conversation with them to talk about what they're good at and how they got good at it, why they're good at it, or why they do what they do. Kind of cool. All right, so let's get into one of the topics I thought of. What we think about success. So, what are your thoughts about a successful person right now? Name your top five traits you think makes a successful person. Let's go there. Uh, I'm not an English major, but for me, success, a successful person would be someone like I don't know the actual definition, but someone who just feels like they've attained what they were trying to accomplish, or in terms of extra, like other people looking at someone successful, that would be someone who looks like they earned wealth or earned the opportunities that other people were not able to, and succeed at uh, you know some of the challenges that they face. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it depends on the person what success means. I agree with you. I think success is defined by what you feel most comfortable with, and I think the top five things would be. Where you where you feel if you feel like you made it, if you feel like you have what you are searching for, if you got happiness, if at that point in life everything you thought you had is there. So I guess that repeats one and two. And the fifth thing is, you understand from failure. 
success if you truly have achieved success if you have learned from your failures Bro, you memorize this from somewhere like, no this is just what i thought of and this is what actually my oh, boss yeah, i was actually looking up quotes to bring up about some mm-hmm. what successful people have said but yeah if you because when i was in windsor and i met this old guy who worked on the railroad right railroad right yeah canadian railroad and he told me one thing he's seen people come and go work hard but they couldn't cut it why because they weren't ready to fail at what they were doing. And if you don't want to fail and learn from that, then you're never going to go forward in life. Like a train goes on a track from BC to Toronto. Sometimes it fails, right? But they learn how to fix that problem to make sure the tra- train doesn't derail, train doesn't fail, and have those safety measures, right? But if you're not willing to put yourself into the track and the mindset of, I learned from my failure, like I failed at the sales job so many times. I haven't been able to get one sale. And I thought, uh, try fix this, try fix this. Then I realized I still even didn't get the basics down. I didn't learn from my failure until I talked to my boss today. And he's like, let's really look at what you did. Show me how you did it. And then we went through pitching and learning how to pitch my tonality, my pitch, and how I use filler words like, um, uh, yeah. And so use all those. And that's where I was wrong. And that's why I couldn't get my first sale properly because mm-hmm. I was failing. I didn't learn from it today. I think I learned from it, and hopefully tomorrow is a new day, and I become better at it. And you're back on the track that you originally set on to. And you saw Toronto while you were still in BC, bro. You didn't even leave the province yet. So now you understand to get to Toronto, you're going to have to get stay on track and continue on with the, the game plan and the training and everything that it takes. So, bro, don't quit. Stay on that. And I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I think you'll start making sales. And then once you do, you'll, your confidence will build and you'll, you'll be able to talk to people outside of sales in like more naturally and you'll feel more comfortable. It's just that you got to remember, you're still the same person you are when you're selling. So don't try to be somebody else when you get out there and you start selling. Yeah, that's what people, everyone needs to learn because when you try to be an actor, but not with yourself as, re- as a realist mm-hmm. and a real man showing your real values to people, they don't believe you and they tell you get the fuck out. Yeah. Honestly, like I had that, I had a guy do slam the door in my face because I was too robotic, mm-hmm. right? And you can't be robotic. You have to be genuine. You have to be who you are, but yeah, still be able to get the words out. Like my friend was saying here, Ahmed, yeah. and he had the that was the greatest point. Like I can no, totally agree with. Because I know you better than all your trainers know you, so I know what challenges you're probably gonna face before you went out there. But now they're seeing. But I mean, we never had sales experience together, so. Yeah, but sales experience is the same for everyone. I think you start off with the same. Some people have better and some people have less. But when you go into the field, you lose everything you ever known in life. You lose what you don't. You think you know what you know, but you don't really know what you know until you get into that position. And that's what really tests you as a person. And that's what failure is, what tests you. And if you're not willing to be tested, then just get a job where you're comfortable with. Go to nine to five. Don't worry about the money. Just get be comfortable. Yeah, but we don't want that. We want to, if we have the 9 to 5, at the very least, after 5, we start our next hustle, thing, whatever it is, right? Yeah, so because it's like, try. We'll see um, how it ends up. it's like, to be successful, you have to do what the 1% do. You can't do what every, every 99% does, right? Yeah, just and generally, then, like, what less people are willing to do, you got to be willing to do. Yeah, that. most people don't want to work 13 hours a week. You should be working 13 hours a week if you want to be more successful, right? Like, right now. After my boss told me, like, 
most people who make 100k right now at age 25 because he is showing us a website from uh, i think it was entrepreneur's website or something mm. a website where they do statistics about people who have success and who are making the money they are trying to make they work 110 hours a week they work almost six in the morning to like 10 at night working on every different hustle they have and if you're not willing to work on the hustle how are you going to be successful in your mind you yeah. say you want this this and this but you can't that's because you're not willing to like i want to have seven companies by the time i'm 30. Why that's seven? so Why not com- six or eight okay <laughs> well a lot you just want companies you want i just want companies. a lot of companies but like i want companies that even if one's failing the other one's making me money still okay I see what you're saying. right and everyone i talked to you like i talked to this one guy named isaac Smart man. He had 15 companies. He sold seven of them because he couldn't keep up. But of the seven he still has, he still is getting by letting him to buy his what he wanted. A Lamborghini. Have a nice wife. Have a good he house. Nice wife? No, <laughs> no, nah, he didn't buy his nice wife. But he got a nice, he has a nice wife. He has two yeah. kids who understands how to breed success. Each, uh, his son and daughter making millions of dollars too. He didn't give them a single dime. They, they learned from his success, right? And to breed success, you have to show what it means to work hard. And he worked hard. He said he works like every day goes home around 10 o'clock east sleeps wakes up the next day for six just to be, keep making that money to keep being on that grind uh, bro, that's why you never quit right yes yeah you don't quit you work till you know unless you know that you tried everything that you could and there's no benefit for you anymore that's when you like i mean that's when i could justify quitting if it's not going to benefit you anymore but if you're quitting just because you're failing then that's that's just sad that's just like a loss. You took a big L. And this Saturday, we got our final game in basketball. We're not taking an L, bro. We're winning. No we can't. We have to make sure we beat Guyan. As long we, as we, we beat Guyan already, bro. We have to keep beating him. It's, it's till the end. Till the end, we got to keep beating him. Okay, so this next team, the guy that we've rivaled against is not in that team. So we still want to win the final. Yeah, we want to beat those that team too. Especially if we get Chris and his boys coming through. We'll be, as long as we play, um, I would say... Not we take every man. We pay play. Uh, what's it called? I'm forgetting the word. You don't know zone defense. Zone defense. Yeah, we play zones. We'll be fine because the way because they know how to break our well, break us say, up, well, break up our defense bro, bro. when we zone defense right against a shoot a team that shoots threes like four out of the five players shoots threes. How's that gonna help us, man? Because as long as we have the three best defense in the top of the paint blocking them to stop the threes, then we have the two people inside to get the rebounds. Because as long as okay. we can push them out. Of the thing, make them take those threes and just block them up. But here's the thing, I'm I'm gonna be inside the paint. I don't I'm not, I don't have high basketball IQ. I don't know if that's legit, but I'm gonna be inside the paint. So this is once again, if, how are we gonna how are we gonna succeed at this game? If I play up top, because you saw me how I play last defense, right? Yeah, yeah. If I play defense up top, I know I can stop them. Pressure them. Pressure as long them. as I pressure them, right? Yeah, but that means right. I need someone to stake, make sure to get the rebound. Yeah. And I, if I, we I have J, uh, Jimmy on one side, Chris on the other side, blocking the other. Parts of the pay, uh, the the three point line pressuring. I feel like we can actually win as long as we play that properly. Yeah, I'll just I'll just be a monster in the paint, man. That's it. That's what we gotta do, honestly. Because when we try to play man on man, they break us up. They pick they pick because they know how to do that stuff, right? So we start breaking up our defense. We start letting let openings up because they know how to break our break us up because we're not being our positions, right? And we haven't learned from that success yet. We haven't learned yeah. from those failures yet. That's the problem. And then the other 50% of the game, when we're on the other side of the court, when we're on offense, we have to 
We have to spread out the point scoring. We can't rely on two guys the whole game. Yeah, we need to learn. Like, I need to start taking more shots. Like, I started taking more shots last time. Even though they go in, they were close to going in. I just need to finish. I need yeah. to, like, be better under pressure. Yeah. But that's learning. All right, that's how you breed success, to, to learn from that failure, right? Also, we got to practice. Let's practice before a game. Let's take some shots. Let's just warm up, our, warm up a little bit and then go to the court and be ready to play right away. Oh, what's another thing about success that you think is valid for people to know? I think that it takes if you're it depends on the initiative if it's something you can do alone then it's all you but a lot of the things we've been doing recently require groups so we have to refine who we work with and who's willing to work hard toward those goals unless you're willing to break off and do something on your own right so that is 100% true and you surround yourself with the right team you have to surround yourself with people that you see going somewhere because if you surround yourself with people who are just okay and not wanting to do anything are always negative that's what's holding you back, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. We can't we can't let this is a little bit of a balance. Someone yeah, you gotta you gotta pick and choose sometimes. And yeah. at times you can just chill out and like, you know, hang but, out with everybody and then other times you gotta if you have a goal set in mind then you have to be working toward that goal with the right people. Yeah, and if you're not working with those right people then that's what you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Because some people just don't want to listen to the ideas that might actually change the way Yo, honestly, your success a lot of your ideas I always shoot down. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's just something that naturally comes. To me. That's fine because my <laughs> ideas I love to be shot down because I refine them and refine them. Because yeah. I learn uh, me, I'm a I'm a thinker and I'm not a doer. So a successful person is always a doer. People who think will never get anywhere because they just think and think and think, but they're not doing what they're thinking about. Me, I'm finally yeah. doing something that I've been thinking about. Starting a podcast. I've always been thinking about going to sales. I finally did that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm failing at it heavy. Yeah. But I'm learning from that failure finally, especially today after I almost quit and like broke down literally on the job. I kicked a freaking mailbox because like I was so pissed that nothing was going my way. I was getting so many no's. Everybody I met was just like closing the door on me before I even got to the pitch and like Bro, that's, that's what you sales. gotta do. That is sales. Like that, yeah. what you're experiencing is the beginning of your experience. It is what you expect. Yeah. You should expect this, and you should be ready. I was expecting, on. but I thought I would still kill it and still yeah. get stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm learning from that failure, right? Yeah. And that's the best one thing I'm thankful for. I'm learning. Yeah. If I wasn't learning, then I could just be still doing labor. I could still be doing a supervisor. I could still do HR or do the accounting for the stuff I've done for, right? Because I've been good at that. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be in a place where it was an unknown. I have no idea what you just said. I'm not gonna lie. I, got okay. lo- I got like, lost at the HR and the accounting. I'm like, like, I've done for? accounting for my dad's business, and I've been good at that. I've done accounting for Alex a little bit when I worked at, for other companies, yeah, what right? Do you, what, do you, what defines accounting for you? Like counting the cash? No, like actually putting into a system, counting software, and well. going through the receipts, making sure all the receipts and dates match up, making all the numbers, expenses. Doing that stuff. Like, I I've would, done I it. I wouldn't call that accounting. I would call that, like... Basic accounting. Like, data entry. <laughs> okay, like, okay, fine. Data entry. <laughs> but, like... I'm sorry, man. I studied accounting. If I said that was accounting, then I would... <laughs> wasted my money on my degree. Like, <laughs> I know there's much more to it accounting, yeah, but, like... HR, I'm just saying, bro, how could you do HR? recruiting have you done? Sorry, I'm going to be real, man. I'm not like that. Like, just administrative stuff. I've done it for Alex. That's not HR, then. Like, taking uh, customers, employees. handling employees, listening mm-hmm. to their problems... Oh, making yeah. sure I took write down bills, 
And then if a customer calls, make sure I handle the customer call properly. I did that for Alex for every time he left the shop, True. went on vacation. I became a supervisor, became a leader, had to train people. Yo, why did you go back to Aquatics? It's because you felt limited. There's no room for growth. There's no way I can make more money there. They weren't gonna make you. Would you wouldn't get your driver's license or like become try to become manager of the whole place or anything like that? I'd rather buy it out and then start from scratch. All right, bigger and, goals, bigger. And then hire Michael, the, his son, because his Michael's you son hire has. Hire Mike, the NHL player. He, he's not. He's done that now. I know. He probably made enough money. He's working for his dad right now. But why would he work for you? Because I, why if he can make the same money and still work at his dad's business, keep it partially in the family, I'll give him. I'll, I won't oh, yeah, buy the whole the thing. Huge, the, one of the biggest reasons why he would want to work with his dad is because it's his dad. Right, he's not really considering the salaries because I know Alex doesn't want to sell the place to someone completely. He still wants to be part of it, so Michael's probably still part part of it because of his dad, right? Yeah, and then yeah, I would yeah. want Alex to still be a part of it. I wouldn't buy the whole thing. I'll buy like sixty percent to make sure I'm the majority share, or holder, because mm-hmm. uh, I see potential that company. But literally, Alex is what's holding the place back a little bit because he doesn't want to change. Michael, I just went back today. Mm-hmm. He changed the shit out of the company. Mm-hmm. Got new payment system, like a new mm-hmm. like uh payment processing system. Updated the computer. Mm-hmm. The, the way they do receipts finally is much better. It's all printed, all finalized through computer, so everything in the system uh management software is properly done. Right. Before mm-hmm. just handwriting it, like he changed so much. They have three trucks finally. They're running three trucks now. Like mm-hmm. he's been improving the system because he had to push Alex. Right. Mm. If you don't have to push Alex and just use Alex's connections, and you do everything else, someone does everything else in the back end. I think controlling that's just, it. That's just age, right? That's just age. Alex is a lot older. Yeah, yeah, like, it is. Yeah, so that's I is. That's why if you had a newer, fresher mind yeah. in that company who was younger, who's willing to put in the work, like Michael, and then. And why wouldn't Mike want to take over the business fully himself if he's retired from the NHL? I don't know. He might. He probably does. Yeah, so but let's say if I wanted to come in, because I'll try selling it. So if he still has a thought, I would buy a portion of it and invest into it because I see potential. I see mad potential in Aqua Ice. So you're saying if it was possible, right? Yeah. That's the one thing. If it was possible still, because I know in the past Alex was trying to sell it. If it's still possible, I would try to get a portion of that company, hands down. Because there's so much potential just in the connection so that Alex be, that knows. That would be your first company, one of the seven. That'll be my fourth. Cause my oh, first. Okay, you have three before that you know. Okay. I already have starting a marketing company. I'm already doing marketing for one person right now. I'm trying to grow it. And I hope by the end in the in after the month or month and a half, I grow her account by at least thirteen hundred followers from the alleged original hundred and thirty. I did that for a company when I was on contract mm-hmm. at a digital marketing firm because I did marketing. I did social media management for people before Facebook. I did Google My Business listing before, right? So that's one. What's two and three? Right, uh, I have a waste management company because I've seen oh, how yeah. waste is, has been dealt with and how we can do better in certain areas and for restaurants and everything. And I also seen another thing, which is I feel like could be money maker, but I don't really want to talk on this podcast right now. All right, but I have ideas. Good. I have got ideas. I have over thirty business ideas that are shit, and I have like maybe six of them that are good. Okay, all right. Because so I'm a thinker. I'm not a doer. This the first thing I'm doing right now is doing doing my. Social media. That's what the first. Not a doer. So how are you gonna? But I'm trying to become a doer. That's why I started push running this social media company for this lady, and she says like get do it well for her. She'll get me three other businesses, and that's trying to breed success, right? I'm trying to learn from my failures, 
and I did, and I'm hopefully this will be my first success because when I had that opportunity yeah, yeah, yeah. for opportunity. the pita company, the the restaurant, yeah, yeah. I failed. I didn't get it. But this is my, and I understood why. So when I went back and pitched to her, I got it. Why? Because not only did I learn from a sales company about how to pitch, about the three R's, about eight, the eight attitudes, right? Why don't you just hire a salesperson? I could, but if I can't do it myself, then how would I know he's doing it right for me? Okay, true, true. Yeah. I want to be able to understand what they're doing. Like, so when I hire them, even though I'm not the best, I still at least understand. Or if you're doing social media marketing, why wouldn't you be able to social media market your own social media marketing? You know what's funny? I can actually get more clients now. Like, I realized something. I already have two clients now for my social media because I have one other company I'm running. But before that, I couldn't even get a single sale. And then when I did the training... For the sales position, oh, I use that exact training to get their first company. Yeah, it's a process. I mean, sometimes it's natural, but a lot of it's a process. And I realized, if once I used those techniques they taught me, I got this marketing company. That's because I knew the, uh, uh, knew the product so well, right? Mm-hmm. For the sales company, I still don't really know the product well. And I'm like, some of the phrases, I don't, I feel like I can't bullshit some of that sometimes. You can't, yes, you got to know it. To sell it if you don't know it people are gonna and i'm really trying to know it and have the confidence to know it right like you're saying if you don't know it you can't have the confidence behind it you don't push it in a way that they feel comfortable with you as a friend then you're never going to get it because the first thing about sales is they're not buying from somebody rotten them they're trying to buy from a friend you're trying to make it feel like they you're their friend yeah. at the end of the day yeah that's true all right man let's wrap it up first episode intro to who we are Ahmed and Canon? I think you're cutting it a bit too early. Oh, yeah? Because there's one other thing I want to talk about, oh, okay. about success. Do you think yeah. a successful person has a catchphrase? No. What? Or do you think they have a model they live by some that people, they run their day? Some, like, extraordinarily successful people, yes, they probably do. Yeah. I think that's what's the difference. I think you do need something that you that empowers you every day to try to be the best. Like, I started using one phrase called, I started looking in the mirror some days, and or when I'm walking down the street, like, stop being a waste man. I'll call myself a waste man in the mirror. <laughs> I know, this is the funniest thing. You're going to laugh. Anyone who's from Toronto is going to laugh at this. But, like, um, let me try to be real, though. Let me try to be real, honestly. Like, when I started using that phrase, I'm like, what, what are you doing today that's wasting your potential? So I would call myself a waste because I'm saying, why am I wasting my own potential? And I don't want to waste potential that could be used more effectively somewhere, mm-hmm. right? So I kept calling myself that every day until I got a job, until I got the social marketing thing, until I killed it at getting this one account, 500, uh, 500% more followers. Like I would use that every day to push myself, to motivate myself. Like If you're going to waste your potential, just go work labor. Go work something where you don't have to put any effort into it. Mm. And I kept telling myself that, like, I might, I might change up my phrase or add a new phrase to it. But right, right now, I use stop being a waste man to myself. Why are you a waste man? You're a waste man. I just changed the phrase. But the one word that's always there is I'm a waste man for wasting my own potential. I don't have one of those, but I can see why it would help. Because yeah. if you're saying you want to start a company, you should give yourself something to push yourself, right? Whether it be a person, a phrase, mm. or an ideology, mm. right? 
Some people live by like Confucius or Steve Jobs, right? Some people live by Albert Einstein. Try not to become a man of success, rather become a man of value, right? They use different quotes to run their lives, right? Mm -hmm. You just create the quote of your life. That's going to get you to that success. That's what I'm trying to say. The quote to your life. Let's see how it grows. Let's see how it works, man. I'm going to try it. I don't know. I'll figure it out. My mindset is just do the just succeed, bro. Just whatever you set your mind on, get it done and do it right. I don't know. I don't really have words to put to it. I'm more of a that's why I'm an accountant. I don't exactly have an artistic view of how I should get things done and how but I should succeed at that. Wouldn't you say most successful people have a phrase though? I would say so. I don't know. Like if I look at uh, Bill Gates and I think of his phrase, I don't know if he has a phrase. He probably has a bunch of quotes and like phrases, but I can't think of. Like Steve Jobs has one. Barack Barack Obama has one. That I feel like like Steve Jobs. You like, if you really look closely, most overnight success took a long time. But he he's not saying this all the time to him every day. He might not be saying, saying, but he came up with that. How? How did he come with that? Through working hard, and then that's what he. I feel like. Okay, in, I, I, get what you're sense, saying. I get what you're saying. What you're saying is, well, you're saying a lot of things, but you're saying you have a catchphrase. Successful people have quotes that happen to be insightful. They're two different things. I'm saying my catchphrase yeah. will one day become my quote. So you're gonna because do once I become successful... <laughs> I'm a waste man, multi-billionaire. <laughs> hey, what if I do? Right, that means I just quoted myself. That would be amazing, bro. That would be amazing. Right, no joke. Hi, right, bro. Yeah, I think that's it for today. Yeah, Thanks for everyone for hanging out with us on this Thought Boosting Season 1 official season. Yeah, and if, we you, got, if you got through it, congratulations. You made it to the end. You just won 10,000. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you just became the first Thought Boosting fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because probably... <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's wrap it up. All right, and you can catch us on our Facebook and Instagram, which I'll put into a link below. On our on our episode two podcast. All right, easy.